The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Everybody to WTL, where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Gibran. Oh, the Parlay Pounder. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Nebraska's first and only exclusive sports betting show. That's all we talk about from top to bottom. And we're going to start things off with the association talking a little round ball NBA. There we go. The Charlotte Hornets, are they back in Charlotte? Yeah, they're, they're the Charlotte Hornets now. <laughs> <laughs> but let's start with uh, some MVP, most valuable player futures. Obviously, it's a star-driven league. Yeah. This type of bet gains a lot of traction, really, preseason, in-season. It's always a hot bet, and it's always a hot topic to talk on. Uh, and, Jabron, you think you got a pretty good read on it? Yeah, Andy, like we said, um, it's coming right out of the All-Star game. Games pick up uh, tomorrow again from the All-Star game break. Uh, to me, it's really a three-man race right now, Andy, and that's between Jokic of the Denver Nuggets and Beat of the 76ers and Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak from uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, if Joker wins this, this would be three straight for the Nuggets big man, which is you know, just unfathomable. Uh, but he really is the odds-on favorite at minus 240 right now, Andy, and that means that there's a pretty good shot that he's going to win. Now, that's not great value. <laughs> I, You know me, I'm looking for plus money value, especially on future bets, because you know, if yeah. you just, you'd have to lay down a lot of money for that minus 240 bet. The guy I'm looking at right now is Giannis. The Greek freak is okay. sitting right there at plus 700 odds, and the Bucks are only a half game back of the Boston Celtics in first place in the Eastern Conference. And it's solely because of the Greek freaks, you know, averaging 31.8 points, 12 rebounds, and five assists per game, which pretty much mirror his uh, stat lines from 2019 and 2020 when he won the MVP back-to-back. So I really like Giannis at a plus 700 right now to win that award. And that's when he edged out James Harden, right? That's where yeah. a lot of that beef kind of started be- between the two. No doubt. And, and Jokic, oh, poor guy. He got picked last at the All-Star game. <laughs> yeah, MVP gets picked last. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, they tried to fix that, but yeah. uh, they, the players were still smart enough to figure out who was actually picked last, and it was because it was picked last. Yeah, it was because he was picked last. No, in <laughs> my... Yeah, but Joker, you know, <laughs> you can't throw shots at Joker. Like, he's just not that no. entertaining at an all-star game setting. He yeah. doesn't dunk. He doesn't do anything flashy. He's just better than everybody. Yeah. He's just smarter and makes the right play every time. He's and crafty. He, he's crafty. very crafty, but that's not what people are looking for at the all-star game. So right. I, I understand why they why they took him. Now, a, a little couple nuggets here, Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I want to throw in on the MVP, and then we can hop on to a different one. Good. KD's all all the way down at plus 21,000. 
21,000. And if he really makes this run for the Phoenix Suns, like everybody's saying that they're going to go on and, you know, they jump up to first place and, you know, take the overall seed, that yeah. is a little bit of a nugget that people should look at. Okay. All right. So keep that, keep that in your back pocket there, yeah. especially when it's a futures type of bet scenario. Um, let's talk rookie of the year real quick. You, you really think there's just one guy kind of way out in front of it. Who's that, Jerron? Yeah, Paulo, Paulo Banchero for the Orlando yeah. Magic, the Dukey. He's at a minus thousand, minus nine hundred on most books right now. Yeah, that means it's locked up, uh, barring just like a catastrophic injury or a, you know, surgeons from you know Jaden Ivey or Jalen Williams from the Thunder, mm-hmm. maybe even Keegan Murray from the Kings. Just you know, being the best player on those teams, uh, it, this is over. Banchero, literally, there was no. You know, there's no warm-up time for him. He came in NBA ready. He's already one of the best players yeah. uh, for the Magic, if not the best player. So at minus 1,000, there's no odds. So I'm just telling the people, move on, look for another futures bet. You know, look at Giannis, look at Joker and that kind of stuff. So uh, that's where I'm landing on Rookie of the Year. Now, you're, yeah, I like where you're going with uh, as far as these type of bets, these future bets where we're really looking out. We're projecting quite a bit here. Yeah. What was that line for MVP for uh, KD again? Plus twenty one thousand. And do all are all books taking that, or is that a consensus? Yeah. Or it, it, it's it's on most books right now. Andy. And the only reason it is is just because KD has been hurt most of the season. It yeah. would be very very hard for him to come back and you know average the amount of points that he needs to be MVP. But yeah. if the Suns just take off like everybody's expecting them to, uh, it could happen. But it's just if if he plays enough, which he probably won't, because they'll rest him and all that kind of stuff. So it, it it's an out there bet for sure. Okay. Well, hey, let's shift gears and talk futures, uh, team futures. Yeah. And start with a team that's kind of been at the front uh, from the start of the season, Boston. Uh, yeah. I got them at plus three twenty five. They opened the season at plus fifty, so not a whole lot of movement there. Yeah. And there's not much, there's not much shade, not much mud you can throw at Boston. No, uh, they're just the Boston Celtics. Yep. Last three or four years, they've been the best team in the East up until playoffs, you know, and then the Bucks kind of take over or whatever. And I kind of foresee that happening again. I don't want to throw shade at the Boston Celtics, but I really like Giannis in the back end of this season to really take over and show his dominance as the best in the East. And then you got the 76ers creeping up there as well, Andy. So yeah. the East is going to be a, a tough out this year, I believe. And then uh, on the West Coast, man, you got to look – you got to look at the Phoenix Suns. They just loaded up. They got CP3. They got Devin Booker. They got KD now yeah. and uh, DeAndre Aiden. They got a full roster of all-stars. And uh, I really think they're going to overtake the Denver Nuggets. As, as much as that pains me to say, I really like Denver. But when it comes to superstar, that's what playoff basketball is all about. Yeah, and Denver, they kind of are at the front runners in the Western Conference right now, plus 750, and for good reason. They got the MVP favorite right now, Jokic, once again, the Joker, doing yeah. his thing. I'll tell you who I like if I'm talking futures. Yeah. That's the Clippers. Yeah. I, I love the move that they're making right now. They are the team to beat out of L.A. I don't. What is that other team in L.A. anyway? I've never heard of star. I'm not a big much. fan of anybody on the team, so... <laughs> No, but the Clippers, you can still get them at a plus 1,200, plus 1,400. There has been a lot of movement since uh, the talk of the Westbrook trade. I think he's going to be a great two guard. He's going to fit into that system. And the players on that team, they want him there. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they are one of the most unselfish teams out there, Andy, and they play basketball really, really well. It's just if PG and Kawhi Leonard can stay healthy, they got a, as good a chance as anybody in the West. I yeah. really like them to match up even against the Phoenix Suns. So if they can stay healthy, that Clippers bet at plus 1,200 or plus 1,400, where you, wherever you can get it at, shopping around, I like the Clippers. I, I do too. I want to throw that out there. Should Before we move any further ahead, should we take a look back, go over some yeah. hits and misses? Yeah, let's do it, Andy. All right, well, let's start with uh, the UFC. That didn't treat you so well last week, Jabron. Well, uh, yeah, I gave the people two bets, uh, and, and I split on them, but the one that I threw a lot of money on, Jessica Andrade, uh, she got submitted by Blanchfield, second round. Didn't see it coming, but that's that's UFC, man. That's that's the way it goes. But Zach Palga did, did win his fight, so I split on the UFC, but uh, the big one, yeah, I whiffed on. Yeah, you got Palga, um, and uh, and then how old? How old is Blanchfield? 23, 22? She's, a I mean, young she's just doing yeah, incredible. She's doing incredible things right now, and that was kind of a. I feel like Dana White put that out there, like, okay, this is kind of a feeler out fight. If it you is. can come through this, now we're going to start getting you on some main cards. It, it was definitely a coming out fight. When, yeah, uh, Dana likes to do that a lot. When when you see a person get their first fight night, that's a make or break for them. If they put you against a real name like Jessica Andres and you win, you're, you're on main cards now. Yeah, that that's what it is. So Blanchfield came out, put her in a submission in the second round. She, we'll be seeing her down the road for sure. Yeah, she. I think she put a lot of gals on notice uh, yes. in the UFC. That's for sure. And don't be surprised if we see her at some of those main events on the main card. No yep. doubt. Uh, let's talk about one that we both hit on, and that was yeah. the Creighton Blue Jays running out to New York knocking off the red storm st john's yeah andy that line closed at six and a half and mo mostly we were both saying that this should be a you know right around a 10 point victory to nine to eight something like that yeah. and if it if it got closer to you know five or six take it and uh Drayton came out took care of business looked like the better team the you know entire game and end up winning by 10. their their offense went so cold late in the second half like the worst time possible yeah. That could happen. Baylor Sharman was just throwing up bricks, unfortunately. That guy's shot is off. Uh, Kaluma was cold the entire game until he yeah. decided to go on an 8.80 run on, by himself. By that himself. Was, really yeah. ended up being the difference. But I thought that also showed that Creighton can play a bad game yeah. and still win. I think that really said something about the Blue Jays winning in that fashion. A Big Agreed. East opponent on the Agreed. road. Agreed, Andy. And like you said, Big East, one of the best basketball conferences out there. So uh, going on the road against anybody is is really tough. Yeah, and Colk Brenner, I mean, he's he, I mean, <laughs> he's really him. flexing right now. You can tell he's not injured. He, uh, he's not feeling the effects of his injury that he had earlier in yeah. the season. Might have lost his legs a little bit in the game uh, we just watched a couple nights ago in Omaha. Yeah. Uh, just couldn't get the big man going against yeah. Marquette. But I think people are forgetting that hey, Marquette's a top ten team. Yeah, agreed, Andy. And everybody, you know, is kind of feeling down about Creighton right now after that loss. It's a top ten team. Uh, Should have went into overtime, you know, you know, late fouls, all that kind of stuff. But uh, literally, what that showed me, I love the energy that they brought the entire game. Mm -hmm. They're a fun team to watch, and that showed me that they can beat anybody in the nation, not just in the Big yeah. East. They they can make a run in the tournament. I mean. Uh, I think what was about 10 seconds left to go. Trey Alexander had an open three pretty close to the yeah. top of the key. That would have put him up one point with less than 10 seconds to go, about five to go. Uh, yeah. We could have a whole different narrative 
Uh, looking forward to then Creighton would also be number one by themselves in the Big East. Correct. Yeah, it's just the uh, way the ball rolls sometime. Uh, yeah, we'd have, be having a different conversation, you know, praising them. But I, I, I'm still praising them, Andy. I, I, like a, I like a loss to a top 10 team uh, just to, you know, get them back on track. They're, they're going to win the next couple games for sure. And I want to talk about one more hit that I had. The big red Nebraska ball taken down Maryland, not only covering the six and a half, they won outright. Are you kidding me? At home, energized crowd, crazy environment. We were there. We were on hand. Yeah, we had really good seats. You know, shout out our, our brother Shane got some really good seats. And uh, yeah, I, I believe I was probably the only Maryland fan in the building. And <laughs> I, I, I got treated as such. No, it was a lot of fun. Hard to cheer against Nebraska and, the, you know, the Tominaga train that, that's coming yeah. down in Lincoln. So it was a lot of fun, Andy. But, yeah, uh, you smacked that bet, and, yeah, I lost a little bit of money. <laughs> well, let's take a real quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company. Uh, we've been enjoying the cold beer, Cream Ale, their new beer out of the NBC Brewing Company. World class in every glass. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL, Where's the Line? I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Gibran, the Parlay Pounder. You got it. You got it. <laughs> yes, sir. And hey, people are thinking football season's over. No, it's not. It's just starting up again. Yes, sir. We Talk got about the X XFL. Yep. XFL. Week two. Yep. Week two. And... We got a slate lined up here, so let's just dive right into it. Yeah, Andy. Uh, Saturday, first game we're going to talk about is the D.C. Defenders versus the Vegas Vipers uh, kicking off at 7 o'clock in Las Vegas. Uh, like you said, this is week two. Um, the Defenders beat the Seattle Seas Dragons by a score of 22-18 to 18 in week one. Um, and meanwhile, the Vipers couldn't hold on in the second half and uh, lost. 22, uh, 22 to 20 to the Arlington Renegades uh, after their quarterback, Luis Perez, threw two interceptions. So yeah. first thing I want to talk about this one, Andy, is the the crowd at the Audi Field was crazy uh -huh. at the first game. So the intensity certainly helped the defenders come back from an 18 to 8 deficit uh, and win that game. DC's defense was unstoppable in the second half as it constantly harassed quarterback Ben DiNucci, ex-Cowboy, if you guys remember, which led to two interceptions and a lost fumble. So, I really like the Vipers in this game, Andy. I think it's going to be a close one, but I'm taking the Vipers to win at home, 23-19. to Okay, so I got the Vipers at a minus three, a three-point favorite. I also got the money line sitting at minus 170. That's yes. not too far out there. You still see the value in that. Yeah, no, I, as long as it's at three or two and a half, I'm really... I'm really fine with it. And then the over-under, Andy, is that that's 36 and a half. Yeah. Now, I think this is the best bet of, of probably the XFL uh, slate right here is the over on this game. Really? Uh, there, there's value in backing the Vipers, obviously, like I just said. But as a home favorite, 
but there's even more value in backing a high-scoring game to break out. Vegas showed off its offensive talent, averaging 4.4 yards per play in week one, while the defenders managed to score 18 points despite tallying only 177 yards. The rule changes in the XFL favor scoring. You can get three-point uh, you yeah. know, conversions and stuff like that. So I really like over 36.5 points. Lock it in. Yeah, that that uh, overtime rule or the the rule that you can do instead of going for an onside kick, you get yeah. a fourth and fifteen. That came into play in week one. Yeah, uh, AJ McCarron literally won on it. So they uh, they were I think down eighteen points with yeah. under two minutes left or something and won the game. So it's 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 crazy. It's fun and uh, yeah, scoring is definitely favored in this league. Where is this game being played at? Do you know in Las Vegas? Yeah, uh, well, let me see. It's called Cashman Field in okay. Las Vegas. Yeah. So yeah, it's not the it's not the it's Raiders. Not the Death Star. No. <laughs> not the Death Star. So no. Nope. All right. I didn't think it would be. I was just curious there if you yeah. had that or not. Okay, let's move on to the San Antonio Brahmas. That's another Brahmas. name for Bull. Uh taking on the Orlando Guardians. That's another name for Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> the Brahmas are a three point favorite. Yeah, Andy. And uh, there wasn't much to like about the Guardians' performance on either side of the ball last week. A big part of why they gave up 33 points is they allowed four offensive touchdowns. Uh, The fact that they only scored six points through the first three quarters made it even harder to erase the deficit. Um, Where the Brahmas, perfect in their loss, uh, of course not, but their defense was still impressive as they held the Battle Hawks, which is my favorite team, go St. Louis. Um, to just three points up until the fourth quarter. If they can replicate that performance again this weekend, I'm sure the Brahmas can take advantage of the Guardians' struggle. So I'm taking the Brahmas 20-14, to 14, and the line's sitting right there at three and a half, so I like it. Okay, and, and I'm looking at a three-point line there. Brahmas yeah. still, San Antonio's still the favorite. Money line, once again, minus 170 or in that area. Uh, yeah. that, that's You're okay with that? I really like it, Andy. Um, I, I, I really think the Brahmas are just a lot better team. I, I see them winning by at least a touchdown. Okay, so you like the last game there with the Vipers and Defenders with the over-under sitting at 36.5. This one's jacked up a little bit. 38.5 yeah. is the number. Where are you yeah. at with that? I am flipping on this one. Ooh. The under is the play here, Andy. It's the best bet. After the Brahmas and Guardians combined for only 27 points last week, I'm inclined to back the under. It, it, I think it's just the better play. Uh, the Guardians surrendered 33 points, but I don't see the Brahmas offense being able or capable enough to put up points like that. So I see a, I see a, a small scoring affair. Like I said, 20 to 14, that goes way under that 38 and a half. Yeah, you know, we only have one week of work to go off yeah. of, but you still got a, a 10, 11 and a half point discrepancy yeah. there between this line and what the two teams put up last week agreed all right should we move on to the third game that's the arlington renegades yeah taking on the houston roughnecks and the roughnecks they're the home underdog four and a half is what i'm looking at yeah andy uh you can still shop around at three and a half four four and a half these and that's what we got to tell our listeners that these lines are going to move sporadically just because of the way that, that you score in this game. So yeah. always look before you bet and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, the, the, these over-unders and these, these point spreads are going to be crazy across the books until they yeah. finally hone in on what's going on here. But like you said, 
uh, Houston. Um, uh, I, I like Houston here, Andy, to uh, to win outright, but I, I just don't know if they're going to be able to cover that four and a half spread. Yeah, yeah. And the Roughnecks are the four and a half point favorite. Renegades, Arlington. Uh, so, I mean, you got two teams that are out of the state of Texas. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not, let's see here, over under, I'm looking at 40 is the yeah. most common line I'm looking at. Yeah, no, I, I got it in at 39 and a half, Andy. And I really, I like the over, even probably at 40. Uh, the odds makers are predicting a high scoring affair, and I, I can't disagree with them. No team scored more than either the Red, uh, the Red Roughnecks or the Renegades, after all, uh, considering how neither defense is anything special. Yeah. Um, they both combined for over 55 points last week. There should be a decent amount of offense in this game. So I see over 40. Uh, I got I got the Roughnecks winning 27 to 21. All right. Yeah. A little, you're thinking a little back and forth, some fireworks going yeah. on in here. Now, you are the parlay pounder. Are you going to do any type of that parlay type of play here in the XFL, or do you want to let a couple more weeks play out? I, I, I probably will throw one in closer to game time, Andy, but I think it might just be those over-unders. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I said, I like the over in the first game, the under in the second, and the over here. So that's probably what I'll do. Um, or, you know, I, I do like the Renegades here and might just go money line on them. So uh, I, it, it's too early for me to tell here, but I, I really like those three picks of the over, the under, the over. Yeah, and, you know, just like NCAA basketball, NBA basketball, with the way guys load management, not playing injuries, uh, those lines are pretty volatile. Even when books wait forever, it seems like, to put those lines out for us, yeah. uh, you have that alongside still figuring out our rosters, yeah, uh, and we just don't know. This is only week two of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's variation of the XFL. And how about that guy? He uh, gave quite a uh, intro Bumble. speech there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, uh, that gave. I'm sure that gave all those players goosebumps because, uh, yeah, getting their second shot, you know, at a professional level, getting yeah. you know the eyes of the NFL back on them because. It, what they want this to be is pretty much a promotional league for the NFL, right. you know, of a pool that you guys, you can pick guys out of no matter what. And you see that with, you know, quarterbacks like AJ McCarron, Ben DiNucci, yeah. um, you know, and Luis Perez, a whole bunch of these guys that have got a shot, they're getting their second shots to say, you know, I can still throw the ball around. So I, I like it. I think it's going to be really, really fun uh, league. Yeah. And with ESPN backing it, I think yeah. it's going to make it further than any other semi-professional league ever so uh with espn's help i really think this league has got the legs to, to and, go and and the rock does seem pretty passionate about it i mean no he seems like he's in it to to make it work not just a side gig and throw a little money at it see if it works or not i i liked his energy i was i was picking up what he was putting down that's for sure yeah no doubt it, he's he's it seems he's a great motivator and that's going to go a long way as being the uh head head guy at the xfl Give me your best bet one more time there. I think you were talking about uh, the Brahmas versus the Guardians, or where were you at with that? Yeah, no, that is the under bet, Andy. That's under that 38 and a half yeah. the, for the Brahmas and Guardians. That is a very good bet. That I'm, I was talking the first initial game on uh, Saturday was the best bet, and that was the over in that game. 
All righty, yeah, just wanted to clear that up because, yeah, there is so much vol volatility. I wanted to remind everybody what, you know, you're really looking at as yeah. far as this early in the week, Thursday morning. Yes. Well, let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the cold beer, <laughs> their, their yeah. new cream ale, easy drinking, smooth, perfect for like a tailgate for any of our XFL fans that might be catching a game. Yes, the sir. Nebraska Brewing Company, world class in every glass. I also want to invite everybody on over to our YouTube channel. That is WTL Sports Betting, just at WTL Sports Betting, real easy to find. And we're constantly coming out with shorts, YouTube shorts, feature length episodes. So if you didn't catch all on a podcast or on ESPN radios, chances are you can run on over to YouTube and catch the rest of that video. Correct, Andy. It's a lot of fun. We like to have a lot of fun with those shorts and, uh, you know, stuff on Twitter, stuff on TikTok, all that kind of stuff. You'll find it all on our YouTube page. So it's a lot of fun. All righty. Well, this is WTL. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Classen, joined by... Jabron. Oh, the Parlay Pounder. Yes, sir. We're back. Yes, we are. And we're going to be talking a little NCAA basketball, some local teams yeah. uh, making some hay right now, making some headlines. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the association and NBA game that the Parlay Pounder himself might be in attendance to. Yeah, no doubt. My birthday is Sunday, Andy. Uh, and then me and my buddies were heading out to Denver. Got to see that new Clippers team with uh, Westbrook and going to see the MVP Joker. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see some bets put down on that game. So go Nuggets! That is gonna be fun. Denver is a fun town to hang out in as well. You might also catch an Avalanche game. Yeah, yeah, they play the the Calgary Flames on Saturday night. We're kind of looking at ticket prices right now, but we'll probably get in there as well. All right, very cool. Well, hey, let's start Saturday. Creighton yeah. taking on Villanova, heading out to Philadelphia. That's an 11 o'clock tip-off on Fox. Oh, by the way, yours truly is going to be on the post-game on 1620 once again. Uh, yeah. They're there for the Creighton Blue Jay game. So I'll be talking a little bit more Blue Jay basketball over on 1620 in the zone. And that, that's usually at uh, DJ's dugout, correct, yes. Andy? Yep. Yeah, right yep. across the street. Yeah, that was a lot of fun watching you guys do that after that heartbreaking loss against Marquette. So, yeah, everybody come out and watch Andy on that. Well, it's a it's an away game that's not in Omaha, so oh, uh, yeah. I think it's going to be remotely done. But still, go to DJ's. Why not? It's a yes, good still go to DJ's. <laughs> no, it was just a lot of fun watching you do that after the Marquette game. Oh, thanks. It, obviously, it was a lot of fun. And a big shout-out to Jimmy Allen and all the good folks yeah. over there at 1620 for inviting me on. And then, hey, invite me back. Gotta love yeah. it. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So let's start right there. These are two teams going in opposite direction as of late. Villanova was on a little bit of a skid, picked up a big win over the 16th ranked Xavier Musketeers. At the same time, uh, right afterwards, uh, Creighton fell at home to Marquette. Now Marquette is a top 10 team. They might even uh, climb the rankings a little higher. Creighton's yeah. gonna be on the road. How do you feel about this one, Jabron? 
Well, Andy, they they did just play each other on the 4th of February. That was a really close game, but that was at Creighton. And they yes. only ended up winning by five points. Really close game throughout the game. And uh, Villanova, it, they're not a pushover. Everybody's saying they're down, but they're down from being a national championship-esque team. They're yeah. still one. They're still a very, very good team. Uh, you know, middle of the pack in the Big East. They're never going to be a bad team. Villanova knows how to play basketball. They know how to do it well, and they know how to play at home as well, Andy. So uh, you you see their last three home games against Butler, Seton Hall, and DePaul, all really good teams, and they beat all three of them coming into Villanova. Yeah, their only loss out of the last five is to Providence, and we know how good Providence can be, obviously knocking off Creighton. Yeah. Uh, just about a week ago in double overtime, but that's how good Providence really is. I think they're right there at the top of the heap in the Big East as well. This is just going to be a classic Big East, a new classic, if you want to call it that, yeah. uh, clash here between a couple of teams that are really jockeying for position now because uh, Creighton, if they drop this one, they could really slip in the conference seating, and you know how that conference tournament can go. I think there's only, what, three, two or three games left in the season if yeah. Creighton doesn't get the draw they're looking for, that could really impact where they're at come March uh, when the bracket comes out for, you know, March Madness. Agreed, Andy. Like you said, Creighton only has three games left at Villanova, in in Creighton against Georgetown, and then on the road again at DePaul on March 4th. So these are really, really big games for Creighton. Uh, obviously, Villanova's still fighting for, you know, good position in that uh, Big East tournament as well. So I really do like the Creighton Blue Jays here to win the game. I think they'll come in about a two-point favorite, Andy. So uh, I, I I like them. I think they'll bounce back after this yeah. heartbreaking loss against Marquette and really put it to them. So I, I like Creighton on the road to beat Villanova. I do too. You know, Creighton's 18 and 10, and I kind of like this Creighton team, and I like how their bench is becoming more involved uh, you got Mitchell, Miller, uh, yeah. Miller times becoming a thing now in Omaha. Uh, and I think that's the boost that this Creighton team needed, especially down the stretch. And they have so many options in their top five as far as scoring goes with, with Shireman, Kaluma, Kalkbrenner, all those guys. And Villanova, even though they've been winning as of late, they're still just a 500 team. They're 14 and 14 overall. Yeah. So I like the Blue Jays as well on the road. And plus, it's a game they gotta have. Yeah, agreed, Andy. And it seems it seems that our 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 top guys come out a lot more aggressive after a loss when they got something to prove. I really see a big game from Nimhard coming. Uh when he had to bounce back on that double overtime loss, he came out against St. John's Red Storms and yeah. put up 16 points. Um, and I really think Alexander will get it going as well. He needs to have a good game to be feeling good going into the Big East tournament. So I really like Creighton's stars to shine in this game and take the win. Good point, good point. So pick them. I'm going with the Blue Jays all the way. Hey, let's head on over to the Big Ten. Talk about the Big Red playing yeah. host to the struggling Minnesota golfer, golf golfers, the Golden Golfers. Golden golfers. And that's about as nice as you can put it. Golfers just losing a, a blowout loss to the Maryland Terrapins, 88 to 70 the other night. They also lost to Maryland. What was that? February 4th. Yeah. 70 to 66. Uh, so like, I mean, or no, that was Nebraska score. Excuse Nebraska. me. Yeah. 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 Um, 81 to 46. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's crazy. Oh my God. And I believe there was a team in red that just beat Maryland, right? 
Yes, yes. This this Nebraska team is <laughs> surging, Andy. Uh, you, you've seen it winning four of their last five against really, really good top-tier yeah. Big Ten teams being Rutgers, Maryland, Wisconsin, Penn State. Now, the, I mean, you're sitting at Nebraska, you're saying 7-10. and 10, Is that a good record in the Big Ten? This Big Ten lineup is probably one of the best we've seen in recent history yeah. from 1 to – you know, 12, these are teams that can go very far in the NCAA tournament, depending yeah. on where they get seated. So I really like this Nebraska team right now. And I think this is on the hinges uh, of a blowout of the Golden Gophers at home because Pinnacle Bank Arena is going to be packed. Tamanaga will get the energy going. Walker will get the energy going. Greasel will get the energy yeah. going. Big win for the Cornhuskers. They're feeling good right now, Andy. There you go. So you're back in red. I am. <laughs> you know, you know, a lot of times we've seen this Nebraska team, especially the last two, three seasons under Hoiberg, have yeah. that letdown, whether it's at home, on the road. But after a big win, man, they just come out flat. But you don't think that's going to be the case here? Not here, no, not no, this I, year. No, I don't. Just because uh, Nebraska has played this team already. Uh, they played them in Minnesota, beat them in overtime. Uh, mm -hmm. So one of uh, Minnesota's one of their be better games. Obviously, they're only what they've only won one game in conference against Ohio State. Uh, so Nebraska's seen them. They know what they're doing. They know how to beat them. And with that energy in Pinnacle Bank Arena, this is going that the the lid will be blown off. You remember being in there oh, yeah. uh, on Sunday against the Maryland Terrapins. <laughs> That's probably the loudest in the last couple of years that I've heard it in there. Uh, you could probably hear it from Omaha. And, you know, it, to me, it looks different. It feels different. It looks like the boys are having fun. Sam yeah. Griesel, Derek Walker, of course, Tominaga <laughs> going crazy out there, draining threes. It's a really a fun brand of basketball that the old Cornhuskers are playing right now. I don't necessarily see a letdown as well. going to be very curious where this line's at. If it gets too stretched out, I might have to fade it. Um, but if it's within five, six and a half, yeah. give me the Huskers. Yeah, no doubt, Andy. If this comes in, and I think it will initially come in a little bit lower, uh, probably around four to six range. So if you can get it at that, I would definitely hop on it because I really think that the Huskers can extend this probably out to 10 to 12 points by the end of this game. Uh, like you said, it just takes one shot of Tominaga to go in to yep. get that energy going. Yep. And yep. then uh, Walker, you know, pretty much owning that post game. And uh, Minnesota just, I don't believe that they can score on us. And uh, that that that's what really separates this Nebraska team for me is that defense. And they're just naggy. That, you could yeah. see that against Maryland is that they were just bothering them the whole time. Don't let them get in rhythm. And then hit big, big shots on the other end to get that energy going. All right. Well, hey, let's hit on a game here. Let's wrap it up with an NBA game, one that you're yeah. going to be at. You're going to be in attendance. That's the Denver Nuggets playing host to the LA Clippers. That's going to be on ESPN. That's a 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. That's a night game, Central yeah. Standard Time. Wow, Denver has such a good record, 41-18. and 18. They are coming off a of back-to-back, though. The night before, they're going to have to play in Memphis. they got to turn around, hurry up, get to Denver, then take on a brand-new look L.A. Clippers team. Jabron, what are you thinking? Yeah, Andy, this is going to be really fun to watch. Like you said, Denver, probably the best team in basketball as of right now. Uh, of their last five, they've won four of their last five, dropping a, a head-scratcher to the Orlando Magic, but beating the likes of Dallas, Minnesota, Miami, beating some really good teams. 
On the other hand, like you said, Westbrook coming in to L.A. might take him a little bit to get acclimated, but I believe they'll bring him off the bench initially. Yeah. So he's just an energy guy anyways. So it won't take very much to get him going. But right before this team went into the break, they just beat two really good teams in the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. Andy. So yep. th- this will be this is this is definitely the best matchup. It deserves to be prime time, which it is on ESPN uh, on Sunday night. I, I would lead towards the Denver Nuggets just because it's at home and they, they really, really don't give up too many games at home. But like you said, you got to watch that line of that back-to-back. Clippers are going to come in rested, yep. and uh, it, all of them should be a full go because of just coming off the all-star break and shouldn't have to do any load management right away. Are you saying they didn't play real hard during the uh, most least watched all-star game of all time? I don't believe so, and I don't. I, I don't know if anybody was in the All Star game. So <laughs> there's the horn. So we're up against it. But real quick, we earlier we talked about uh, MVP futures. Yeah. And how Jokic was at the top of the pack. Well, here let me tell you why he leads the team in points scored, assists, and rebounds. Yes. The big three stats on any basketball team. Nikola Jokic is at the top, averaging 25 points, 10 boards, and 11, 12 rebounds. Per game, unbelievable stuff. He, he's the best. He's the best player in the league at what he does, and, and and he doesn't care how they win. He doesn't care if he scores. He doesn't care if he gets a rebound. <laughs> he's just out there to win, and it's yeah. a really fun to watch him. He, he's he's so fun. What's amazing is yeah, it's not flash or anything, but man, it fills up a stat sheet. It does. Uh, yeah, I had a bad beat last week, Andy, where I needed him to get. Uh, I think it was twenty four points to complete my parlay. He had a triple-double in the first half, and they were winning by 40, and he never played again. He was one point shy. But you can't – I mean, you can't can't fathom that that's going to happen, that they're beating them by 40 in the first half, and uh, you can't can't diss them for that, for already winning the game and having a triple-double. You weren't the only one that took a bad beat on that one. That was a a heavily publicized one because, yeah, I I think he played like – one series, like a couple of times down the court in the yeah. third quarter. Now it's it. Yeah, after halftime, he, he's the man, and I can't wait to watch him. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company, world class in every glass. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron. Oh, the Parlay Pounder. Yes, sir. All righty. We got to finish strong. Got to get right back into your wheelhouse here. That yeah. is the UFC. We also got some boxing yeah. uh, over in Saudi Arabia, a fight that's creating some buzz, if you will. Jake Paul taking on Tommy Fury. That's how we'll wrap things up here. Yeah, for sure. The The problem child, uh, Jake Paul, the Disney Channel original star. Uh, yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's drawing some buzz. He's always talking. But, yeah, this one should be a lot of fun. But, yeah, let's get into UFC first, Andy, and kind of end with that one. All right. We got Andre Muniz taking on Brendan Allen. That's a middleweight bout. Uh, yeah. That's going to be at the Apex in Las Vegas. Uh, that that is a uh, what night is that? That's a that's Saturday night on ESPN Plus, Andy. Saturday night, ESPN Plus. You have Allen. He's the underdog here. Plus 
190. The Brazilian Muniz, kind of a big favorite here. Minus 225 is the line I'm looking at. Yeah, Andy, that, and that's mostly where all books are, and, and that's with good reason. Uh, since returning to middleweight, uh, Munez has been an absolute monster, dude. Like, he, yeah. he's won seven straight fights, uh, which include picking up three of his last four wins in submission. So, Ooh. you know, this guy is really good on the ground. Meanwhile, Brendan Allen has went 2-0 since returning to middleweight uh, competition. You know, picking up a unanimous decision and then a first round submission victory himself. So uh, while both fighters, you know, have found recent success, I'm siding with Munez as well. His winning streak just can't be ignored, Andy. That's seven in a row in the UFC. That is unheard of. And uh, nor, nor can his, he has superior striking defense, Andy. And I think that's really where he opens this fight up with at kind of coming back at Allen as he comes at him. So I, I really like Munez here. And, you know, both fighters are tremendous grapplers, but I really believe with Munez, uh, with his better defense and striking ability, it's going to be the deciding factor in this one. Yeah, that's really been the word that I've been hearing is that both of these guys can grapple. And it's interesting that both of these guys are coming back to middleweight yeah. and they're both coming off wins and they got similar records. You just believe Andre Munez is going to be too much for the American Brendan Allen. Yeah, I do believe it. Uh, I, Munez averages more than uh, two additional takedowns per 15-minute contest. Uh, Munez is sitting there at 3 point. Uh, 3.7 compared to Allen 1.3. As long as he doesn't, you know, you know, come closer to that, I really like Munez in the takedowns in his, uh, like I said, striking defense. So, uh, unfortunately, the money line right now is the only betting option. Make sure you you check back before this fight to look at those submissions and stuff because Andre Munez could definitely get a submission, and that will be uh, a pretty good plus money bet on Saturday. Yeah, that's where I was wondering if you're going to go there. And, yeah, a lot of those lines are tough to come by uh, this early in the week. They want things to get a little closer there to Saturday night. As no you mentioned, ESPN, uh, I believe 6 p.m. Central Time is when uh, the, they'll get into the main card here. Yes, sir, Andy. And it, it's a fun one. Every Saturday night fight card, UFC does it right. All right, hey, let's get into the main event then. That is going to be a light heavyweight top 10 matchup. That is Nikola Krylov taking on Ryan Spahn, Ryan Spahn, Superman Spahn, yeah. the young man from the United States. He's two, is an underdog at plus 145. Krylov, a 170 favorite, so he's not too far out there. He's still got some pretty good value. Yeah, Andy, and then... Like I just said, these two fights that going back to back as, you know, co-main events or whatever, or what have you, yeah. these are two really good fights, Andy. Two, two, four surging guys, four guys that are really, really at the top of their game. So this, this fight card is a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, both these, uh, both these guys have had similar success as of late. Uh, Krylov just went back to back victories over Alexander Gustafson, uh, UFC legend, and Volkan Odomazir in a uni uh, unanimous decision, as well as Ryan Spahn just knocked knocked the crap out of Dominic Reyes in his last fight. So these guys are really fun to watch. Uh, so th this one's kind of a coin toss for me, but I, I think I have to back Krylov. I just think yeah. his, his, his overall game is just a little bit above Ryan Spahn. 
Well, and he's called the Miner. Uh, Cry of Love, that's his nickname. And he's won eight straight, right? Four KOs yes. and four submissions. So it's a well-rounded game. And he's the favorite for a reason here. Yeah, and, he, and the reason you have to back the 30-year-old uh, Krylov is he averages more significant strikes per minute, four and a half strikes, with better accuracy at 55% than Spawn at 3.4 and 44%, respectively. It's still very good. But on top of that, Krylov absorbs nearly one less significant strike per minute. And I, I just think with Krylov also being a better at countering than yeah. Spawn, I really think I have to side with Krylov on this. Yeah, Spawn's a little bit more of a striker, loves yeah. to work the jab, got the big hook and punch, and that might just not be enough when you start talking about the defense that the miner brings to the table here. Yeah, exactly, Andy. Spawn can catch him. Spawn can catch him for a knockout in the first five seconds, but what I really think here is Krylov is going to find that reach, he's going to find that defense and pick his spots. And I believe Krylov is just a lot better engineer of fights, uh, you know, a game manager, if you will, a quarterback of the fight, and, and Krylov to take this one down. Like we said, unfortunately, the money line is the only bet to take here right now. But like you said, at that mi minus 185, minus 175, wherever you have it, it's still very good value. So I am throwing that in a parlay at the Ooh. end of this segment. All right, all right. We'll have to save time for a little parlay action from the parlay pounder. So let's get into the boxing then. A matchup that everybody's talking about. You can't open up YouTube or Twitter without seeing a tweet or some short video posted about Jake Paul yeah. <laughs> taking on Tommy Fury. So the names are there. The, the, yeah. the recognition is there. It's in Saudi Arabia. It's a ESPN pay-per-view i think it's going to air in the united states like it's sunday afternoon if i'm yeah. getting this right yep i yep that's that's the way i'm taking it Andy. and uh yeah like you said this is um you know this is one of the bigger bouts to be made within you know the niche influencer boxing realm yeah uh, it's it's just because it, it's a headliner over an actual cruiser weight world championship <laughs> fight this is this is the actual main event over an actual title fight. Yeah. Uh, th th this is just because Tommy Fury, he's the half brother of WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. Yeah. In addition to being uh, an unbeaten pro boxer himself, Andy, so he he's no slouch himself. Mm. Um, it, as of yet, we don't really know too much about either of these guys in an actual real boxing setting. Yeah, this is a cruiserweight matchup. Uh, Jake Paul, as far as his professional career, say that with quotes, air quotes, uh, for those not watching the YouTube channel, uh, he's yeah. got a really good record. So does Tommy Fury, but that's uh, everyone's gripe with Fury as well. Who have you fought? Do you even have enough under your belt, per se, to have a professional record uh, to really go on here? So you have Jake Paul right now. I'm looking at a minus 180 as the favorite. And the guys that I kind of read up on, the journals and stuff that I follow, and the guys that I'll, that I'll kind of look to, they're saying Jake Paul has got some skill. He's got some boxing clout. That's why they believe this is a fair line, and it's probably where it should be at that minus 175, minus 180, with Jake Paul being the favorite. But you might not see it that way. Andy, you ignorant schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... These two match up fairly well, like you're saying. Fury having Fury having a four-inch reach on him, I think, is a very, very good deciding factor in this one. He's an actual pro boxer. 
I cannot get on this Jake Paul, you know, fairy tale thing. Plus, he's taken down some of my favorite UFC fighters in Ben Askren, Woodley, and most recently, Anderson Silva, kind of picking through what he needs to do to get his name out there. But again, these wins are against UFC fighters. If Anderson Silva was able to kick him in the head, fight would have been done in five seconds. So uh, I do not <laughs> like I do not like Jake Paul. This might be a little bit of a gut feeling for me, but I am taking that plus money with Ooh. Tommy Fury. He's an actual pro boxer. It's in his pedigree. Uh, he's going to knock him out. All righty. I think we might have to split on that one. That's going to that's gonna be a fun little showdown. Um, yeah. And yeah, Jake Paul, he's got the highlight stuff. I don't know what that really amounts to, though, in the actual world of professional boxing. We're going to find a lot out, though. Sunday afternoon, that's at 2 p.m. Uh, when the bell rings. That's Eastern Standard Time. Jabron, you got to have that parlay for me then. Yeah, exactly. And to just get back up on the horse, Andy, I'm just doing a two-teamer. I'm just doing a two-teamer. And it's just Tommy Fury plus 152 and Nikita love at a minus 170. Putting 25 bucks on it to return with 75. I think it's very good value. And uh, I think the most common, uh, you know, outcome of both fights. Yeah, and if you... Wait on that. I think there's going to be a lot of money pouring in on uh, Jake Paul there towards the end. So you could probably even get a better line just because the books are going to try and they're going to have to even themselves out there. So if you if you can wait and sit on that or if you're yeah. comfortable enough to do that, you could probably even get more value, you know, if you wait a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that Jake, Jake Paul doesn't have a chance here. If you're on Jake Paul, great. Uh, this prize fight is one where, you know, I can understand why Paul is favored by the odds makers. But that being said, I think Fury uh, <laughs> is just a better boxer overall, an actual professional boxer. So I foresee the latter besting the former when uh, Paul versus Fury happens, you know, finally. Very good, very good. Well, that'll about do it for us this week. Be sure to follow us on ESPN, Tri-Cities Radio, on their Facebook page and other platforms. Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube channel and receive our daily free picks on TikTok. For Jabron, the Parlay Pounder, I'm Andy Classen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL.